In the Booth with Matt Park is brought to you by Hoffman Sausage Company. Maybe I could be like an announcer, like a columnist. I don't believe what I just saw! You know how I always make those interesting comments during the game? Personally, I think you got hosed on that call. Yeah, yeah, you make good comments. So what about that? Well, you know, they tend to give those jobs to ex-ball players and people that are, you know, in broadcast. What about a talk show host? This is In the Booth. Talk show host, that's good. <laughs> I think I'd be good at that. I talk to people all the time. With Matt Park. And welcome everybody in the booth. On a Thursday, as Seth pointed out, we got a little Jim Beheim radio show tonight over at Carabas. Getting ready to head there before too long. We're going to talk a little basketball on the show here today as well. If you want Mike Waters, today is the day. Mike on the previous show. Mike will be on our show here in a little bit as well. We've put Mike uh, in the bullpen just for a moment. Uh, he can continue to keep his arm loose and then uh, join us in a little bit. Seth looks like he's in for Tommy today as far as I can tell. And uh, Brian is here as always. Hello, Brian. I think we're going to test Mike out, see if we can uh, get him to drive to Utica when we're done and get him on for Sports too. Yes, hit every show. And then get back in get, time for Axe's show. Get it done. I yeah, think he'd do it. He could do it. He would do it. And Mike likes talking ball, so uh, we won't have to twist his arm much to uh, have him on the program. You can join us at any time as well at uh, twitch.tv slash Talk. I feel like we're uh, lifting the curtain up more and more just slightly each day, and pretty soon our viewers on Twitch will be uh, able to work here. You know, they'll know about the chairs. Back to back days here you have a, a grown up chair. It's amazing. Uh, which I'm is shot. nice. I, I still wonder whose chair this was. Like who's missing this chair? Uh, right. <laughs> well, maybe they're not here this week. I guess uh, maybe not. It's, maybe it's Tommy. Tommy's uh, unable to make it uh, as well. Oh. And just prior to the show, Brian shouting down the hall the code to get into the bathroom and then back into the studio hallway right. uh, to Mike. So had that been on Twitch, then everybody would know how to Come get into the here bathroom. here. Use the restroom. Right. And uh, just would know the slight variation between the hallway code and the bathroom code, which is you know, really the insider breaking point there. Mm-hmm. If you're really, you re- really we'll, are on the inside, you know. We'll tell you everything on Twitch. That's right. Except that. <laughs> right. That is the line. So we got to keep you on the sidewalk. Twitch is a, an open door, except for that. I mean, you got to. There's <laughs> a bathroom literal. code for a reason, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep that. You got to be on the payroll in order to to figure that one out. So we're here until uh, three o'clock today, and then as mentioned, the Jim Beheim show tonight over at Carabas, uh, talking the Georgetown game, obviously with coach coming off Georgia Tech, uh, most lopsided uh, ACC win ever, and uh, we'll chat uh, with coach about that going into, of course, the uh, Georgetown. Matchup, that's a Saturday 1 o'clock game. Phone calls, uh, welcome there tonight as well. And better yet, uh, come on out to Carabas and, uh, and join us for that. So our all-decade team is continuing. And I could, Brian, just stall. But uh, I guess at some point we're going to have to share these. This one, was this is the hardest of the group. Mm-hmm. So we did women's basketball the first day. Not a ton of uh, debate there where uh, Brian and I maybe differed on just one player. Of course, I deferred at Brian's uh, day-in and day-out expertise on the women's basketball team. He's been at every game in this decade. Uh, same for men's lacrosse, where uh, there were the slightest bit of discrepancies. More than half the roster, about half the roster, as we laid it out on our all-decade team, was not debatable. Uh, 
good part of that beyond uh, really in, in terms of ones where you took more than one player uh, for a position. So th- uh, three midfielders, three mm-hmm. defense, three attack. Not a lot of debate there, although uh, Paul Carcaterra did uh, chime in yesterday to quibble just a little bit. I got a, a tweet when it was all going on last night after it got out from a former starting goalie, Evan Malloy. He said, man, uh-huh. I felt really good. I played with about half the guys on this team. <laughs> and then I realized I was in school for half the decade. That's well. He, <laughs> he was a five-year guy, and he, he was, was right in the middle of the decade, so he... He was the great connector of so the all-decade team on the long, uh, the long plan. So uh, good for him. And we're going to do football tomorrow. Football has the most people. Mm-hmm. It also has ones that you know. I don't know that anybody's going to be pounding the dashboard when this was <laughs> right. my left guard, <laughs> right? Uh, just because football players, by definition, a lot of them are anonymous. There aren't stats. The the one uh, you know, kind of. There are anonymous uh, kind of roles. That's that's part of the deal. But we'll uh, we'll share some. We'll get into the skill position players uh, certainly, and and try to uh, pick as best we can an all uh, decade team for football tomorrow. We'll also play pick six tomorrow. We've got some fun and games, and uh, the ability to give away some ducats to uh, basketball games uh, next week here in the dome. But today basketball, and I think Brian and I both went about it the, the same way, where. You first kind of rough out, you know, what's your list? Mm-hmm. And, we and I've both been have, shielding my list. This is yeah, still my lacrosse no, list here, so I haven't turned the page over yet. Speaking, when I went out to the car to get my headphones, you didn't look at my list. You, that, that doesn't I bother me if you did. But, I did not. No. Um, th- I think I, I think we're both in agreement on this, that there are enough good basketball players over the, the past decade, uh, a decade that saw the Orange go to the Final Four twice, that um, – you know, I, I could take the ten. I think I wrote down twenty or twenty-one names just for consideration. Mm-hmm. I could take the ten that I didn't, then go back and circle and be just as happy with that group. I feel, especially with my starting five, that if I were actually to pick a starting five where I wanted to beat the starting five I picked, right? I think I could do that, and still I feel better about how I came up with my all-decade team based on the parameters. Yeah, that's the that's where I come in. The parameters. I had no parameters. I just wrote down some names, and then I went back and I circled. Well, you, you changed like, the parameters for like each each one of the <laughs> right, ten picks, and right. then, then you can never be wrong. Because right now I'm looking at some of the names I didn't um, I didn't select a second time. I didn't go back and circle, and I'm thinking, oh, they're a pretty good player there. Mm-hmm. In fact, I might make a change on the fly. I've got a, I've got some. Cro- I already crossed one out of my starting five and swapped it. All right. So how should we do? Should we do? Should we go for like the highest percentage of the vote? Like tr- try to get rid of the unanimous ones uh, first. So that's kind of what we did on. on I wonder. The cross I wonder yesterday. how many of the starting lineup is even unanimous. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got. Um, like r- r- honestly, if I look at my starting lineup and I picked a different five for it, I wouldn't feel ridiculous. Let me do it this way. I have ten n- names changed. There might be one kind of lineup change here before I. And I got a few not in the team that I feel I have bad ten, about. Ten circled, and then five of the ten I have starred as like this would be my if, if this would be my starting five. But all right, um, I've written down a starting five and a bench five. Yeah, and I did my starting five position. There's one guy I got to find a way to get him on, but who's getting bumped off? There's the problem. Yeah, it's things like this that keep you up nights. All right, sorry, bro. Here we go. One just got crossed off. This one's getting circled. Okay. Oh boy. All right. Let me it's start rough. with. Um, let me start with. I'm going to name. See if I can name ones that I'm sure are on your list, and we'll get those. Okay. Not so really you're naming ones that you're certain that are in my top ten. Yes. Okay. Um. 
Should I then tell you where they are when you name them, or just say uh, yes or no? Yeah, we could we could do that. But and this doesn't necessarily mean they're they're the number one or they're the starter. Okay, you just but, want me to tell you they're among my ten. Yeah, these I would say they they you, you couldn't have made the list and kept them off it. I would and say and I ten. wouldn't be shocked if you say one here that's not on my list just based on how many good options there were. Yeah. All right. So number one couldn't have them off the list. I'm going to say is C.J. Fair. Uh, C.J. Fair is in my list. Okay. So that now now I have his name written down, circled, starred, and checkmarked. I can't wait for like an asterisk <laughs> and an ampersand. Um, Rakeem Christmas. He is on my list. Yeah. Four-year starter, great senior yep. season. Yeah. Um, Tyus Battle. Yes. Okay. So there's. These are the th- these are three that I would ha- I have. If I was going to line them up, they're they're in the lineup right now. Yeah. Um, should I say I if got, they're I in got, my starting got, lineup or not? Are we I got, no, I got two more. Okay. These are I'm go, I'm giving you this as it works out. I'm giving you my top five, but there's one okay. of them. I so think, th- those I think three you those have. three were in my starting five. Yes. Okay, so then I'm going to go one more. I'm going to go um or t- two more. Here. Michael Carter Williams. Uh yes. All right. So and then uh, here's one that you might not have kept in on a technicality, and it's uh, one Wesley Johnson. Well, see the the problem with Wesley, and we all love Wesley. Yeah. Great player. Uh, may actually be the best player if you consider him as part of this decade. Right. His one season he played was 2009-2010. Yeah, so like 15 games. Yeah, so... Well, 20. So I divide, I, I yeah. started on Jan 1, Okay. and I seem to remember someone in this room exclaiming when they beat North frickin' Carolina, which was in, unfortunately, yeah, 2009. Yeah. I remember when Wes, he went up for that dunk and landed on his back in the dome, and he was still as effective the rest of the year, but he wasn't as scintillating. Like, his numbers were the same, but it wasn't as wow. Mm-hmm. So I... Uh, it it was heart wrenching, but I did not put Wes in my ten. In your ten, and I, I can I can understand. Uh, but that. it was more of a technical. It was it was because he was born in the wrong year. There, right, there's somebody else that you could um, and simi- put on this list, which was in a similar deal, was a one year type thing. But even in his case, he was only half the year. So, like similarly on the O nine ten team, and they obviously had much significant careers in the previous decade. I did not include Routens or Orinze, even though Orinze I think is, would have been worthy. I wrote those two names down and did not if include given them the parameters. Yeah. So I, I did not include all three for the same reason. Right. So I probably shouldn't have. Though included. if I were to include Wes, it was kind of like our Nicole Michael debate the other day. I would have started Wes. Well, that's the thing. I did. He's either starting a... or not on the team. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I, I like. I'm a big fan. Um, but we loved Wes. It was Wes really fun covering so when he went to the draft that year. I'm going to put him in there. It's good for the conversation. So I'm putting Wes. him down. Right. I, I almost could have just crossed him off to to give a stay of execution to the last person that I, I crossed off. Um. But sorry. So Wes was out on a technicality, which was a decision based on the rules. My other toughest decision, I feel, is it was even more a a tough mental act when we get to that. Okay. So that's that's my starting five, and you could have an entirely different starting. You could well, set those. The, the first four of those guys were in my starting five. I did have okay. to pick a fifth start. Okay. And so that would be like a. A two, three, four type player. Well, I if I had my, I had Michael Carter Williams as my point guard, Tyus Battles my shooting guard, C.J. Fair I slotted as my small forward, and Raheem Christmas as my center. So I picked a, a four man. I picked a four man for Rick the last. Rick Jackson. Uh, it was not Rick. He was under consideration for the team, but I did not include him in my top ten. Tyler Lydon. I went Tyler Lydon as my last starter. 
Tyler's the one that I circled just as we were getting started here. Uh, Tyler, I, I to find a way I, to get Tyler was also the one that made my starting lineup when I crossed somebody else out uh, yesterday. So he, after further review, uh, had a better career than the other guy did in my mind. But uh, Tyler, the what the second most famous block in school history? Yeah, and uh, really a, a a great sophomore year statistically, and a. I think a much better statistical freshman year than you remember, even though he didn't start a game, but he was outstanding in that run to the Final Four. Okay, so I think we're kind of... Uh, but yes, if I had put Wes on the team, he would have been in that spot, but I went Tyler Lydon. So my five um, that are on the team but not in that lineup, I think, are Lydon, Michael Benajay, mm. Dion Waiters, Chris Joseph, Rick Jackson. My bench... So interestingly, so neither of us ended up having Tyler Ennis on the team. Yeah, that's that's. I, I thought when I started this that Ennis would start, and then I and decided Jer- Jeremy Grant out of this. You know, Grant longest, was the name I crossed out the of the starting poker. lineup. Yeah. Uh, so my bench is Jeremy Grant, uh, Chris Joseph, uh, Dion Waiters, who has to come off the bench as yes. is obligated in any Syracuse scenario. Uh, Fab Mello, yeah, defensive player of the year in the Big East, and then I came down to my last spot. Would it be? The guy that started a point guard on a 25-0 team or the guy that won the most school history. And uh, I went for the career accolades, put Brandon Trish on the yeah. team. And unfortunately, left guys like Ennis and uh, Benigier, I'd say, were probably my last two cuts. And if I needed some more size, it was going to be Rick Jackson. Yeah, it's incredible. Like, Trish is the last guy I cut off. But then you look at um, the guys who didn't make it, you could field a pretty good team here. If you just did – if you went, uh, at least on my list – you said like Ennis, either Cooney or Richardson, Grant, Mello, Sutherland, what, Elijah Hughes. Yeah. The problem is only one of these players, only one player that's on the current team is among consideration um, for for what you're talking about here, and he would be trumped by a lot of guys, unfortunately, at this stage. But it's a fun exercise. We'll take a timeout. We'll get Mike Waters to uh, chime in. We got a couple little. Nuggets that came up just by researching that that I think might surprise the uh, listeners a little bit. Brought to you by the Hoffman Sausage Company, born in Germany, raised in Syracuse. You're listening to In the Booth on ESPN Radio. On Twitch, Q Sports Talk and ESPN Radio 97.7 at 100.1. In the Booth with Matt Park is brought to you by Hoffman Sausage Company. And welcome back, everybody. We join you on ESPN Radio. Back tomorrow talking our all-decade team for Syracuse football. We'll also have pick six tomorrow, giving away tickets to the Syracuse-Oakland basketball game. We have uh, two or three pairs of tickets, so it should be a rollicking edition of uh, pick six tomorrow. We welcome into the uh, show now, brought to you by Oswego County Mutuals, our friend Mike Waters, who is a noted pick six fan. I love that game. <laughs> good, I really good do. To have you, good to have you uh, <laughs> a, a on the show. Of the I game. know he is. The categories he and the whole yep. thing. We're, so uh, we're going to not contrived. You're not making it up. It's not a joke. It's true. I, I love pick six. I love it. Well, I appreciate uh, your being on. We may put you in the, the Ken Jennings role in pick six sometime, and and have somebody, you know, take on Mike. We uh, we did. Brian and I were kind of working our all-decade uh, basketball team, and I know you and the, the gang at the paper have your own version coming out uh, here at the end of the year. A mm-hmm. uh, couple little statistical uh, factoids that I that came up that I thought were kind of interesting on that that are in the sort of trivia department. This one's pretty easy if you just kind of put your uh, mind to it. You'll probably knock it out of the park. The 
four highest scoring players in the decade? Ooh. Ty's battle. Correct. Second. He was second, though. Ooh. I did the same thing. I guessed Tyus Battle, and he was yeah. not the number one choice. And now I'm a little worried. Uh, Brandon Trish? Third. I almost said Rakeem, but he didn't get it. C.J. Fair? First. He was first. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. I feel better now. <laughs> so all, I got, all four of his years were in the decade. Which that's the thing, that helps. Yeah. does help. And Chris all, Joseph? Nope. <gasps> and we have this perception that Tyus you know, is the, the modern-day leading scorer or would have you know, past Dave Bing or whatever, but he didn't. You know, he didn't play that last yeah. year. That that would be the time to do it. Um, It'll come. To you. It wasn't Chris Joseph. No. I see. I'm, I'm so Chris's freshman year was not in the decade. Oh, I missed Cost out. I, I lost a year. All right, so I got the top three. You did. Yes. This other guy also played all four years in the decade, which helped. Okay. But uh, nah, we had, nah, had to uh, come back fun to, doing uh, that. Uh, it's like, uh, and I said, I think that the biggest part of it is, you know, when you kind of jot down the list, is that you know, you, you, Brian, and me, we could all draft teams that would be pretty competitive, and and it's it's fun. The people you leave off the the list are uh, are pretty strong guys Christmas? that we enjoyed watching. That made both our lists. Yep. Uh, oh, if you're going for fourth, no, you got the first letter of the last name right. Cooney, Trevor Cooney, there you go. Trevor Cooney. More than 1,400 career points. Wow. Yeah. And probably not really in anybody's mind to be on the all-decade team, though if you put him up on a team against some of these guys, you'd feel good about having some shooting. Right. Well, And another guy in that category that Brian and I were talking about. So, you know, you put it on the computer, hit the buttons, sort by PER, player efficiency rating. (laughs) This individual whose name has not come up yet on the show had two of the top six seasons in PER. Of the decade. Of the decade. He's not on my list of players I scribbled and down you'll as never, possible and you'll never options guess the, for the all-decade You'll never team. guess the person who had the number one. Leiden? No. No, no. This no, is not somebody that you would have considered probably to put on the all-decade team. Oh, but when you say good. the name, you're not going to be sh- – It's, yeah, like, it's, be not, it's not like a name that's going to shock you played basketball for Syracuse. Two, and it's one player had two seasons. Two, two in the top six. Six? What so was that it? Well, I, I kind of like, – I, I narrowed it down, like had to play 30 games. Or something. It, that eliminates Tyler Ennis because he was only here only, once. Only so it can't one, be yeah. him. It's not guys like that or Malachi or the, the one-and-done touch. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that'll, that'll stump you for a little bit. So yeah, I'm not going to sleep well. <laughs> I guess transitioning to the number one guy, modern will, day, will blow, will just yeah. blow your ever loving mind. <laughs> yeah, that, and it, I, I might need an explanation of PER. Actually. Yeah, we, we, we got to get John Hollinger here to, to show us the formula. Just, just I think. exactly how that works. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, while you guys are chatting amongst yourselves, I'm gonna just, uh, just call it up Mike's again. Brain just brain to explode. Yeah. Scoop Jardine. It was not scoop. No. Now you're just throwing out random yes, names. Actually, actually, you're not. Because <laughs> yeah. trust me, if, if you were throwing out random names, you'd, that'd be a faster route to the player that we're talking about. Uh, because he's a name that uh, will live on in in lore. In fact, that might have been all the hint you need. John Gillen. No. Torian Thompson. Also will live. Torian Thompson actually yeah. had one of like the top 10 PERs. Yeah. He was like 10th on the list, which made so me PER really confused. So PER obviously is weighted toward... It's Offense. not, as I was thinking before... It's not really a production thing. It's really a weighted shooting metric, uh, right? Okay. Well, right? based I mean, on the guys that were at the top of the list, that has to be heavily. Yeah. Like Torian Thompson, I think, at the 10th best season or whatever. So Andrew de- White. Defense clearly wasn't included. Andrew was way higher with his one season. But this is a guy that had two seasons. Two seasons. Right. I think Andrew was third on that list when we were looking at it for yeah. the single seasons. 
See, these guys bring me on their show just to mess with my head. <laughs> so we, we, and, did, we didn't we didn't intend to do that. That's why we I, sent you down the hall for ten minutes, Mike, yeah. to, <laughs> to to cook. Uh, I was saying that you know, and it's unfair because so many of these players on this team are young. But the idea that you would, um, you know, we sit and go through our all all decade team, and that there aren't a lot of players on this year's team that you would consider for that. Now, there. Coulda, shoulda, woulda been. I mean, if Tyus Battle and and uh, O'Shea Brissett were on this team, they would be cinching themselves uh, into the the all decade team. Elijah Hughes uh, right now is the only player that's to this point has probably earned his stripes as a a guy that's a all timer. Yeah, and I don't think you're putting him on an all decade team just based on what he did last year. Probably like the third wheel uh, to O'Shea and Tyus, and obviously he's the 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 go to guy this year, but. Uh, there's a lot of amazing players that played at Syracuse over this last day, decade. While you did send me down the hall there for a yep. few minutes, uh, you know, to, to sit in the cooler, uh, <laughs> I, I was trying to kind of cobble together an all-decade team. So, you know, I got a few names ready to go if you're okay. Ready. Yeah, go ahead. My first team is. Uh, Are you doing this as a starting five, or what's your what's your my mode team, of picking? My team can take the floor. Okay. <laughs> I didn't start out with thinking I needed a center guard forward, but as it turned out, I think I could argue that my team can definitely take the floor. Okay. Um, I got CJ Fair. Yep. I got Brandon Trish. I got Raheem Christmas. I got Michael Carter Williams and Wes Johnson. Yeah. And Wes Johnson is the hill I will die on. Uh, okay, well, there you go. We were, I, there was some I, question I, as to whether he needed to be eligible. I eliminated Wes on the technicality of yeah. where the decade hit, and that many of his greatest hits that season were in the 2009 portion of the season. I, figured, I was, went for an extreme I, technicality. I thought we were counting the season as a season, and he was a first-team All-American, and I believe he's the only first-team All-American they had this decade. I'd say this. If I had decided to put him on my team, I would have started him, but I kept him off. <laughs> he was either on the team or, or he was either starting or off. I kept him off. No disrespect to Wes. We love Wes. That's yeah. right. Matt has him starting. Uh, so, you know, yes. I felt pretty good about the five. I feel good about it. I, I did not have uh, Brandon Trish. He, I had Trish he was on my a late, bench. late casualty. Mm. I had Tyus in my starting five. Battle. Yeah. Okay. And I put, uh, since I did not have Wes, I went Tyler Lydon as my four. And that's the part where I don't know if it makes a, a great uh, talk radio fodder because at the end we're all go, yeah okay good yeah, yeah reasonable yeah, yeah whatever you say you, <laughs> you know like we're not going to go and uh, I crossed out Jeremy Grant so I felt but bad about that yeah here I could take a team yeah, Mike Benajay yeah here's guys who didn't Tyler Ennis didn't make my list at yeah. all and if I showed up here uh, and they were dressed in their shorts and ready to go and if I told you I had uh, Tyler Ennis Malachi Richardson James Sutherland. O'Shea Brissett and Fab Mello. Would you want to go? It's a good team. Unfortunately, the late Fab Mello. Yeah, that would be a good but, five. Uh, you know, and, <laughs> and I didn't even—they yeah. didn't even get second consideration. They didn't even get circles or whatever on on, on mine. Yeah, so, I, I totally get that. Uh, did, 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 has anybody mentioned Dion Waiters yet? Uh, I have yeah. him on the bench where he belongs in Syracuse lore. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he has to him, come off the bench. That's just how it is. But wow right yeah mike Waters, now, if you're actually trying to win a game you probably yeah. pick him but <laughs> that's a completely different thing mike's appearance brought to us uh by oswego county mutual insurance so back to the little bit of a trivia there uh this player so i just did a little search for single seasons of 30 playing at least 30 games okay ranking their per player efficiency rating over the past decade this person that nobody has discussed pretty much at all I just didn't mention his name, but is in uh, is two of the top seven seasons. 
You're kidding. James Sutherland. Because yeah. you, 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 earlier you mentioned shooting. Yeah. And we had, and I, I did not mention, I did not guess him. So, so. the the most efficient uh, season in that while well, Rakeem Christmas, yeah, one year had what himself shot, 50, even their true shooting percentage. These are all the advanced uh, metric gobbledygook, fifty nine percent. But he obviously close to the basket, very productive, efficient player around the rim. Mm-hmm. Deion Waiters, Rick Jackson, Wesley Johnson, James Sutherland, Orinzo Yanawaku, James Sutherland. That's the top seven seasons. Wow. So either big guys that were shooting a high field goal mm-hmm. percentage and no threes, right, or the guys that were only shooting the open threes because they were the third or fourth wheel. Which brings up the other person yeah, that we were losing. Or, or Dion who got fouled like into the uh, and he was correct. extraordinary talent. Yeah. So what? How did I rig the search, Brian? I think that was you did the. Must I not think have you had a minimum whole, of games. I think that was the whole decade, not by single season. I think that was career that resulted in the okay. Uh, the you can you can the most us. insane thing that that happened in this entire process. Okay. So that, that will, would be, that will blow, that may just cause Mike to get up and leave the room, <laughs> if only because the segment's over. But <laughs> that's right. That's right. So I think. No, uh, how did I'm you, not going to make it happen again. So anyway, there's some the there's current? some way. Maybe I had my computer upside down. There's some way, uh, Mike, that uh, the <laughs> most efficient, uh, the P- highest PER, uh, comes down to one. Um, was it Todd and well, what was his first name? I have no idea. Uh, what Mookie his first Jones. Name. It was Todd something. Todd. Mookie. Mookie. Barack. Was... B- 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 Todd Barrick. No, <laughs> Mookie Jones. Mook, Mookie Mook. was the Mook. Um, yeah, well, had the highest. I, I just got a. I, I don't think know. it was the highest career per in the decade. Yeah. It was something crazy. Because <laughs> he only came, he came on the floor, shot a hundred threes, made forty of them, and the story. Good to go. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. it. No assists, no turnovers. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> what more do you want? No warming up. Yeah. <laughs> the, other, the other thing, no warming up, which is a, a, a Mookie Jones uh, trademark. Defense is not incorporated yeah. in this step, yeah. right? So I'll find That's it. That's the before only the end of the thing show, we can assume. <laughs> before the end of the God show, we'll figure it out. Okay, quickly, let's spend some time on the uh, upcoming game against uh, Georgetown. Exciting to have this uh, series still viable. This one feels weird. Uh, it's still, obviously, it's weird. It's not like it's a conference game. You don't know them like the back of your hand like you would if it were a conference game and that type of thing. And they're undergoing some uh, off-the-court turmoil here, Mike, which uh, I'm not sure what we're walking into here Saturday. And maybe in your reporting you found out whether it's settled down or to to any closure, but uh, two of their better players are not on the team right now. Yeah, and I think we know... As currently constituted, this is the team going forward for Georgetown. James Akinjo, their starting point guard, is transferring. It's gone. And then their, their sixth man, Josh LeBlanc, another sophomore, just like Akinjo, both sophomores. Um, he's been kicked out of school, essentially. He's off the team and you know, charged with a burglary and a sexual harassment and assault. And a couple other players' names were, were popped up in the complaints, but they are remaining on the roster. And, and so... I haven't gone deep into the details of some of the reports, but it doesn't. It appears like their names might have been mentioned in the complaints, but I don't know if they were in, as involved as the LeBlanc kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was their sixth man, so he's going to be missed. Had a good game against Syracuse last year. Yeah, and the, the Akinjo kid's a really dynamic point guard, can score and moves the ball around. But in a weird way, they're okay without him because they have this kid, Terrell Allen, mm-hmm. who is a grad transfer from Central Florida, and he has come in in the last two games, and he started, and he's played very, very well. He's actually kind of a of a better fit with Mac McClung. Uh, McClung's getting he's the scorer anyway, and he's getting more scoring opportunities. While Allen is a is a more 
prototypical point guard, whereas Akinjo was ball dominant. And Allen's experience, and he played on that really good Central Florida team last year with Taco Fall. I think they went to the, I don't know if they went to the Sweet 16, but they but played they, Duke they left, right down to the line. Was it was either the second round game. It was either the second round of the Sweet 16. It might have been second round because I think Virginia Tech got I think Duke it was like in the a Sweet 16. game or something like that. Yeah, and they played them and they had them beat. And so there was your starting point guard out there going head to head with Trey Jones. Uh, so he's he's a good, tough little player, and and I think he'll step in and do just fine for them at the point. So he had ten assists and no turnovers in their last game against SMU. That's good. <laughs> yeah, that's let me good let me put day. that into the yeah. computer here and see uh, <laughs> so, see if that comes up. How's your PER now? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's a what what usage rate is the other stat people like now? Mac McClung's has got to be just crazy, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. He calls his own number. His usage rate is yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, he, and McClung and you might get to this. And I hate to interrupt you, but. You know, he came into Georgetown with a big reputation. He's a scorer. He's got incredible leaping ability. They had all the videos in high school of him dunking. But this year, he's making three-pointers. His his three-point shooting percentage has done really well. And a lot of that is built off, like, the last two or three games, which, not coincidentally, is the the games that Akinjo's gone. Mm -hmm. I think Terrell Allen is doing a better job of finding McClung for good, solid three-point opportunities. Uh, Before we go any further, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Mike, Akinjo's not involved in any of these allegations. No, and and shame on the Georgetown officials Absolutely. who included his name in the same release as the kids that were mm. accused of burglary yeah. and sexual harassment and all that. I don't know what they were trying to do, save paper maybe, right, and, right. and like they included his name in that same release. Yeah, so no, he has nothing to do with the other. He just decided to transfer. I don't know if, you know. He wanted to go back out west. He, I think he's an Oakland kid, Oakland, yep. and, and so maybe he wanted to go back home, or maybe his style wasn't meshing with what Patrick Ewing wanted him to do, or whatnot. But yeah, the, his name came out at the, on the exact same time as you know Georgetown announces two players leaving. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> One's I don't been like accused it at all. of a bunch of crimes, and right. the other guy wants the transfer. Right, right. <laughs> uh, not part of our program anymore. Blah blah blah. I mean, it's it it does look unseemly. Yeah. And uh, here's Coach Ewing, who's brought. In the transfers, another very familiar name is Omar Yurtseven, who was a one-time Syracuse recruit, wound up at NC State, and uh, was really pretty good there. Third team, uh, all ACC, one of the years, sat out last year, and and he's been productive for him. Leads them in both uh, scoring and rebounding. Yeah, he's been real productive, and you know he was on the cusp of the NBA. I think he even like might have put his name into the draft, or he was considering it, and went to the combine and was working out. And it might have been the same year that Tyus did after Tyus's sophomore year. And Tyus decided to come back. So Omar decided to come back, but not at NC State. He decided to come back in the college ball, and he, and he transferred to Georgetown. The year out last year, I think, helped him. He looks even more solid and thicker. Uh, just a powerfully built guy, and he's offensively skilled. And he's going to be a tough guy for Syracuse to handle. And obviously, you've already had tr- trouble this year with other big, strong centers. Yeah, well, uh, and he's even bigger than uh, Luca Garza, to give you an idea, and much more athletic, I would think, in terms of getting uh, Garza's detriment is not a guy who moved very well and could Syracuse run around him. I don't know that you can do that with with uh, this guy. Your seven's pretty good on the Turkish uh, national team, too. Very, very good so. player. Yeah, he'll be. I think he'll be in the NBA someday. Okay, Michael, good stuff. Uh, safe travels, okay? Yeah, you too. Okay, thanks. Chopping it up with uh, Mike Waters, brought to us, as always, by Oswego County Mutual Insurance. Back with more in a moment. Do we care on the other side? And ESPN Radio Syracuse. On Twitch, Q Sports Talk and ESPN Radio 97.7 at 100.1. 
In the Booth with Matt Park is brought to you by Hoffman Sausage Company. Fun with numbers. I love uh, sportsreference.com. You can get lost in there if you want to click around uh, various uh, parameters and you want to know who, starting in the uh, 2010 season to now, is the uh, highest ranked player for usage rate, which basically means that you're shooting it, you're turning it over. You're... <laughs> Nolan Hart would be top that list, uh, edging out the favorite uh, Adrian Autry, the second uh, three in a row for the top five uh, walk-ons to the uh, program. The uh, scholarship player that would uh, be at the top of the list there. In fact, the top two scholarship players, probably not a uh, tremendous surprise to people, Torian Thompson, Dion Waiters. Uh, so that's uh, how that one works out. Watch the next chapter of the Syracuse-Georgetown rivalry with some of the guys who have written the past. It's on twitch.tv slash Sports Talk. The game Saturday on the tube at uh, 1 o'clock. Of course, you can hear us on TK99. Pull up twitch.tv slash Talk to hear live reaction on the fly from Roosevelt Bowie, Lawrence Moten, and Eric Devendorf, joined by uh, CNY Central's Nico Tamurian, all from the studios here. Tune in Saturday at 1 o'clock for the watch party only on twitch.tv slash Talk. We're back to put a bow on this particular program when we return. In the booth, brought to you by the Hoffman Sausage Company on ESPN Radio. On Twitch, Q Sports Talk and ESPN Radio 97.7 at 100.1. Do we care? Interesting. I doubt it. No, wait, the other thing. Tedious. But we will do this segment anyway. Don't care anymore. Don't care no more. I don't care. All right, Matt and Brian, uh, Yankees keep making moves. They uh, re signed Brett Gardner to a one year, $12.5 million contract option for a second year at $10 million. Okay, pretty good work if you can get it. I think this one was uh, well expected. They just wanted to get the Garrett Cole thing taken care of first, and that's the huge splurge and celebration of the uh, Yankee offseason. Gardner, obviously a winner and a very important piece to what they've done here. And I would think this is it for him. Uh, either one more year, maybe two if he uh, squeezes it out, but uh, probably this one. Uh, pretty good when you can get those uh, one-year $12 million contracts, and that's the, the kick-away, throw-away signing of the week. Yeah. <laughs> no biggie. Uh, let's move on. Uh, Sean Payton went some uh, went to do some food shopping after losing on Sunday afternoon to the San Francisco 49ers, and while he was at Whole Foods at the butcher's desk, he was asked about a failed two-point attempt in the first quarter of the loss, and he responded to the butcher, quote, worry about your freaking meat, according to Sean Payton himself on WWL Radio. Yeah, I love it. Wish I'd heard uh, that story told uh, firsthand by Sean. I, I don't know how I feel about my My first thought is, you know, just stop it, butcher guy. But that's also what makes it fun. That's that he has an opinion and whatever, you know. But uh, he went a little uh, further saying, hey, your steaks don't look too good right now. Worry uh, about your freaking meat. There you go. <laughs> uh, it, go it goes both ways, I guess. I like a good focus butcher. They got a lot of sharp tools sure. back there. There's a lot of knives and slicers. I don't want to butcher injury when you're focused about uh, two-point math. I would say this, though, and that's why coaches make the big bucks and everything. Virtually nobody in their job would hold up to the scrutiny of fandom and talk radio and, and whatever else. If you sat and watched The Butcher all day, every day, which why would you want to do that? Mm-hmm. Uh, you would have some criticism of how he approached it, too, right? And uh, why, you know, why'd you put the... the uh, 
refuse over here instead of there. Or You're what, supposed what, to cut what, the fillets what, before the ribeyes. Yeah, whatever you did, you know, or you you missed a spot or you wasted. Or, or It's reminding me of the Peyton Manning commercial where he's cheering on the, the cut deli that counter. Meat. <laughs> cut that <laughs> meat. Exactly. I'm, I'm more curious that uh, Sean is at the supermarket. He lives in New Orleans, like the home of a bajillion great restaurants, so... No Giacomo's, well, he, the Doug Marone's old haunt for, that's right. for Sean after the game. I, they, they lost. He was definitely not in a good mood. and Maybe just wanted to be alone. Uh, last one to sneak in here. Clinton Portis and Joe Horn are among a group of 10 former NFL players facing charges for alleged health care fraud against the NFLPA. Yeah, not good. Don't, I don't know the uh, the ins and outs of, of what's going on there, but it sounds like uh, pretty serious charges. Yeah, they were charged in a multi-million dollar scheme to defraud the league's health care benefit program by submitting false claims. Fantastic. That ruins it for everybody. You know, the, like the legitimate claims for CTE and, and everything else, one of the reasons that those things are held up is for the fear of fraud and the fear of uh, negligent claims or, or, you know, false claims. And when now there's proof that those are actually being made, it uh, creates a problem for those that really need that money. Since 1879, Hoffman Sausage Company is called Syracuse Home. They make more than just your hometown favorite hot dogs. They also make amazing Italian sausage, kielbasa, beer brats, beef jerky, and more. A New York tradition for 140 years. Hoffman taste tells. We're back tomorrow to talk the all-decade team for football. So for Seth, Mike Waters, for Brian, I'm Matt. So long, everybody. Sports is next.